This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. This is the Ruskin and Sack Podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. It's weird that DQ was awake at 3 o'clock this morning because I had a. Uh, I was awake at three o'clock this morning when um, uh, one of the dogs um, um, went through uh, all modes of um, um, what do you call it? Um, the zoomies? No, no. Um, all all modes of um, waste. What in the room? Oh, wow. There was I, there was a uh, well. It started hearing you know that that familiar sound of a dog <laughs> yakking something up. Right? Yeah, yeah. You'll get to, you'll get moving on that. And then while I was uh, investigating that and trying to help get the dog outside, um, I stepped on a turd. and uh, <laughs> With your bare feet? Yeah. Ew! It was horrible. Oh, it, was, honestly, it was so bad. Honestly, it was so that's bad. so much better than stepping on it with your shoes, though, because you can never get that out. It was so bad. I went and got like like ten of those like wet wipes and just like rubbed my foot. I mean, it was horrible. It was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, oh. and then I uh, I was like, well, I'm awake now. I can't I can't I can't come back from this trauma and go back to sleep. I'm done. So I went upstairs and watched TV for three hours. That's what oh my I did. gosh, you've been up since three? I have been up since three. Yes. Wow. Oh, I might have dozed off for ten minutes. Uh, you know, in the morning well, time. You, know, you but, step uh, on a turd. You. I mean, that's pretty much. Uh, whew, uh, you know, just- I, and you know what? I manifested this because I've thought for a long time. Boy, I hope that never happens to me. And uh-huh. then, son of a gun, it uh, yep. did. And so this is my fault. I created this uh, this prison of uh, stepping on poop. Here, and so there you go. Here they come. Josiah has texted in on the McClarty Daniel hotline that he feels attacked by the whole J-name thing. Okay. Uh, Tommy Kraft has checked uh, checked in. He wants to know if you had that squishy feeling between your toes. N- no, it was uh, it, no. it was a pellet. It wasn't uh it was uh thank as, god it was solid. Uh, uh, I mean, as, uh, as Tommy says it ain't peanut butter. No, no it is not. <laughs> no. And my other thought is um by the way, uh, someone was uh, just dead to the world while all this is going on. Right? Just totally out. Right. And I'm thinking, well, I need to run the carpet steamer, but this is probably not a great time to do that. So okay. Have a good time everybody. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, DQ, we've got a text for you out of Oklahoma. Uh, do you hate people who think they know Fayetteville better than you? No. Hmm. Okay. Abner says, between the toes like wet sand on the beach. Thank you, Abner, for that uh, wonderful image. <laughs> Thank you. I got a text here from Isaac that uh, that's going to set me up on something here. Um, uh, the best part of the year is here, baseball season. I would like to give you, Isaac, what the great Beano Cook called the four worst words in, um, in American sports. Pitchers and catchers reporting. That's what Beano Cook says. That's what I believe, too. Okay. That's what Beano Cook said that, Zach. You can't argue with Beano. I, I, he was a great man, He Bino was a great Cook. man. Uh, Russell Mountain Home wants to know if you will enjoy your floor pie now. Different floor. <laughs> and yes, I will. <laughs> Thank you. Why did I tell y'all that? What what is what is it about? It's the dadgum Zach Arns Arns truth tree, man. You you get so comfortable, you share stuff you shouldn't share. Well, here's the here's the other thing is we got that clean, so you'll be hearing I stepped on a turd uh, several times. Good, we can play it after many Razorback football losses this fall. It'll be perfect. Uh, JD from Fort Smith with a great question: Did anyone have barefoot turd stomping on their bingo cards? It was not a stomp. It was more of a uh oh. Oh, it was a, it was like the old soft shoe. Yeah. Okay. So then I get the phone light on. I'm like, well, what else is in this floor now? Because I don't know. I mean, this is, what else? What else could be going on here? Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Uh, now, why did you have to get, these are not your dogs. There are dogs, Zach. And that is a very, oh. you, you got to oh. learn that. No, right? I do not. You got to no, learn that. No, sir. No, sir. Never there are again. dogs. Never again. <laughs> Specifically for that reason. Yeah. Not my dog. <laughs> Not my dog. No, sir. Thank you. Listen, I've, uh, uh, I don't know. All right. Um. <laughs> Dave from Culpepper's just hopped on. Uh, not surprised at all to hear this conversation. Not sure what it is. Oh, well. Go Hogs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Uh, go Jamie, Hogs. Jamie's probably got a good point here. It's the good chair. 
that brings out the truth. No, you've always uh, you've always had a way with people just telling you stuff, and you don't care. You really don't I, care. I, I, I if but, I find look, if I find a little shred of something I find interesting, we're gonna get to the bottom of it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I just I find that you know I, I I like to think that I you know I have a, I have a nice you know kind eyes. And, and, you know, yeah. I I will say this. Uh, I will. Um, God, I hate that phrase too. I gotta quit saying that. You know. <laughs> Is anybody else annoyed by that? I gotta say this. Let me say well, this. Well, of course you're gonna say it. I mean, I, well, I'm I sorry. Mean, among the things you say, it's down the it's down the list. Still, I gotta eradicate that. That's uh, that's like smoking. I gotta I gotta quit doing that. Bad. Not that I smoke, but you know, it's a bad habit. Um, but not uh, you know, everything. Not all was uh, stepping on poop at 3 a.m. I did have a very positive thing. At 3 a.m. Since since no, since the last time that we spoke yesterday. Hmm. I made the best steak. I've, I grilled the best steak I've ever grilled in my life last night. I am not exaggerating. This thing was incredible. Ribeyes, Richards, what's up now? Come on. Wow, I ate cereal last night. Boy, we are. God, living, they were good. We're living in a different tax now, bracket. But I need a ruling on this, yep. okay? Because I might have to lose a man card. I'm not sure. What happened is um, there's this um, temperature probe you put in the mm-hmm. steak. Is that cheating? Yeah, that's is that cheating. like using a, a range finder that's at a, a golf cor- course? That's a corked bat. It's a corked bat. Yeah, that's cheating. God, they were. It worked though. They were perfect. I understand. They were perfect. But now, no, no that, that's cheating. It is. That is you know, cheating. you know, using. A, I don't care what they do in the pros now. Using a range finder at golf is cheating. You should just you know be able to figure out. Oh, that's about one eighty from here. You know that. I don't have any. Uh, come on. My dad started using that thing. I, I said he was cheating. He is cheating. Exactly. He is cheating. Yes. Uh, no, fine. Using a range finder, look the use the book like everybody else. I've got a uh, I've got a text here on the McCarty hotline. It says thermometers a fair play. Play no. on. Uh, well, let's go to the judges. Um, Ty has lost his man card. We'll uh, we'll text Ty and we'll find out if that's a uh, that's a. Well, uh, nobody put ketchup on the steak, so I, I don't know if that's uh, if if that's a valid uh, a thing here. Jamie says if you're not uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But that thing goes in there, and it's uh, six minutes each side. Mm. I take it off. It rests. It cooks up to the magic temperature, and it's like, okay, you can eat this now. And pull off. Text out oh. of Kansas says, yep, that's cheating. Okay, so we're, we're, we're like we're – divided we're, again. We're, ho- we're a house divided here on this uh, – on using a temperature probe with your steaks. Um, so I, I don't know. But, uh, God, they were good. Man, I, I've – I may retire from. I can't top that. I can't grill anything better than that, ever. I'm gonna have to retire after that. Retire from grilling. Retire from grilling. I'm hanging up my tongs. It's over. I can't do better than that. Did you use tongs? Yeah, I use tongs. How do you flip the steaks? Your hand like a man. Oh come on! It's 400 <laughs> degrees on that thing. What are you talking about? Uh, Ryan Paris says using a thermometer is equivalent to stepping in dog turds to see how warm they are. I don't like y'all anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Sorry about that. All right. Um, Paul says it's definitely cheating. Okay, well. See? All right. we're, we're a house divided on this one. Here. I think we're, uh, we're leaning towards the you cheated thing. Now, did you cook just you a steak, or did you do that? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, that was, so you made was, two. Yeah, that's right. All right, yes, look, sir. if you're making it for two and you don't want to screw it up and it's close to Valentine's Day, I'll allow it. But if it's the middle of April, it's just you, you cook it like a man. Over an open flame. That Did you cook it over an open flame? Yes. Okay. Like what, a, do you think I nuked it? What are no, you talking about? No, 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 about? no, no, no. <laughs> did you use gas or, like, a wood? Okay. Well. Oh, come on. Propane and propane accessories, just like Hank no, Hill. No, you didn't cook a steak. All right. I'm pretty sure if I put my hand down in there, uh, it would burn <laughs> my hand uh, and flesh like a wood fire would. Uh, I think it's the same. Guyman says using a cheating steak story to distract from the dog pile. That's double man card penalties. Okay, well, I, I'm running out of a uh, uh, – <laughs> I have to get my checkbook out here. I'm gonna yeah. let I I was gonna let you slide if you cooked it over an open flame, which you didn't. You right. had to start the fire. You just hit, press the button, right? Patricia said I I, I turned the gas on and hit the button and oh. turned on turned the dials. Yeah. yeah, and there was fire. I created fire. 
Yeah. Okay. What now, per- Patricia doesn't have all the facts here. All right. Mm-hmm. Patricia's sexy down the McClarty hotline. If nobody sees you, uh, then you get to keep the man card. No, no. Um, it was suggested, hey, let's try out this new meat thermometer thing. I'm like, all right, fine with me. So that's what we did. So it was it was known that there was a meat thermometer in play with these steaks, mm. and they were really good. Man, Whew. man, <laughs> man. <laughs> like like I could go. That's the kind of steak you'd eat, and then you'd be like, all right, give me the needle. Execute me. I'm done. That's <laughs> done. it. That's a last meal steak right Abner there. Abner says, theoretically, stomping in a dog turd should increase your manliness, but your reaction to it is what? I didn't scream like a child. I just went, oh, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and wiped my foot off. I mean, that's with 10, 10 little uh, Clorox wipes. It was all I had. Not Clorox wipes, the uh, the ones for your booty, whatever those things are called. Uh, you know, Cottonelle or I don't know. Baby wipes? Yeah, those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Hold what up. we had. Stop. Listen, stop. limited stop. resources here. Stop. Why do you have baby wipes? I don't know. You don't? It's a superior experience to regular old TP, I got to tell you. I mean, we should all be using the bidet. That's given. But, you know, we should also be on the metric system, but we're never doing that either. So you got to take your – you got to pick and choose your battles here. And, uh, you know, the the wipes are pretty good. Pretty good. That's all I got to say about that. In that in that uh, in that uh, diatribe, you said we should be using a bidet, and you admitted to using baby wipes. Well, the bidet is the is the superior experience. I mean, anybody anybody can tell you that it's the best. I got to tell you, my one experience with the bidet, I was not ready for. Well, you don't know what you're doing. I what? Mean, Somebody turned is, it up to seven. But that was it's like your... getting an enema. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. Oh my god. Sauce Fawcett says, stop digging. All right, fine. <laughs> ah, great question from Jesse in Mountain Home. Uh, did you hop on one foot or walk on your heel? I think I walked, I think I walked on a heel. <laughs> I was gingerly <laughs> stepping because I was looking for more. <laughs> Here they come. Robert and Spyro would like to know if you carry the meat thermometer in the back seat when the dogs are in the car. No, I do not. No, no. <laughs> it stays in the kitchen where, uh-huh. where it goes. Yeah. Oh, man. It's on the phone. Like, there's an app, and it tells you. It's, it's, it's This is high-level stuff here. I'm telling you. Pretty good. And the other day, we used it bacon chicken. That was really good. It was outstanding. Uh, Lee B. is calling you an elitist. I embrace this sort of uh, uh, criticism. <laughs> that That's what I think. <laughs> are they dude wipes, or are they, like, real legit baby wipes? I don't know. They're whatever you get in the – well, you don't get them in the baby section. You get them in the uh, regular uh, health and beauty section or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a text on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. What about the timing for the survey on Bud Walton Arena renovations? Not ideal. Agree? <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I got thoughts on that, too. I filled that survey out last night, and I'm going to tell you what I did. I claim to be the richest donor that was on the list available. Oh, you I'm like did. 20 grand because they'll listen to that. They won't listen to me if I'm giving you five bucks a year. So also I said, no, true, no, yeah. I'm giving you all the money. Here's wow. what I want. Yeah, you'll get a yeah. phone call. Uh, well, you never they you never fill out like who you are, but I'm sure they can track all that stuff, right? I mean, it's computers. Oh, they'll find you. Oh, I know they will. <laughs> yeah. I said I was the richest dude in the foundation. And here's what I want. I want to sit here and not there. And I want new chairs and big bathrooms. That's what I want. <laughs> All right. It's amazing there hasn't been a toilet catastrophe at Bud Walton Arena, considering how old the toilets are, you know? Well, you just jinxed it. Tomorrow night. Oh, great. Yes. Can't I- wait. There is currently no water in the uh, restrooms at Bud Walton Arena because of a uh, plumbing emergency. Do you need a reliable roofing company that you can call at a moment's notice? United Roofing and Waterproofing is the answer to your issue. Joey Vivano and his team service commercial, residential, and industrial roofs. Consultations are always free, and you can schedule them online at unitedrw.com. Call Joey at 479-312-7369. That's 312-7369. You can also check out United Roofing and Waterproofing on Facebook and Instagram. 
Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign in today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So I saw this. You, you brought this to my attention. Mm. Today is the 30th anniversary mm. of John Cheney threatening to kill, kill John Calipari in a press conference following a, oh. a game when Cheney, of course, was at Temple and, a, and Calipari was the coach at UMass. I completely forgot yeah. why they were mad at each other. And if you watch the thing that I retweeted today about the, uh, the, the fight, apparently the now, – now Cal was at, at UMass, Cheney was at Temple, and apparently right. it was a very physical game. And right. Cal went after the referees in the tunnel after the game. And Cheney yeah. came into the, um, into the press conference very upset that he had gone to attack these officials. And that's when it started. Right. I, I completely forgot why they got into well, it. Well, they, they, Cheney was making a, a fairly calm point from the back of the press conference about, you know, how great these guys are. And then I think Calipari told him to shut up. Yeah, well, he and then been, Cheney, Cheney lost his mind Cheney at that point. shouldn't have been in there. He's, that's when he started saying, I'll kill you. And they started going towards each other it's at the front of the room. That's a great. Uh, yes. What a drop. What, a, what, what, what an all time. <laughs> yep. That was a 30 years ago tonight. Yes, that's right. And if yep. I remember correctly, that UMass team was number one. That was well. That they, was a very early Lou Rowe, Marcus Camby team. They were going to in on the opening game of the ninety four ninety five season in Springfield. They would beat Arkansas. Yeah, they, so that's how good UMass yep. was. Yeah, they back, were really uh, back really then. good. Yeah. Right. Right. And then you know, uh, let's see. In ninety six, they went to the uh, the final four. Um. Uh, that, I don't think they went to the title game. No, that was Kentucky and Syracuse. No, they made it to the Final Four, and then right. I think they lost to um, uh, did they lose to John Wallace and Syracuse that year. They may have, yeah, okay. yeah. That was the last um, Final Four that was held in an arena. In an arena, yeah. yep, at uh, the, the Meadowlands, yeah, yep, the That's former right. Brendan Byrne Arena. That's right. Yes, Continental Airlines Arena. It, it had All right, a here we go. We've got the stamp of approval. Patricia has text back in. Uh, North by Northwest is a classic. Well, there you go. Well, maybe you can watch it on your in-flight movie on your way. Yeah, to is Japan. that available? Yeah, I mean, is that available on your stream? Does NetJets have in-flight movies? Really? DQ? <laughs> I don't know. I've only ever been in one plane that has the in-flight movie. Really? With the screens on the back of huh. a seat. That was when we went to Boston, too. Where you left yes. your dad's phone on a train. Some of them... Um, some of them, after they charge you for the internet, you can watch the movies on your phone. You can, they don't have the screen in the uh, in the back of the seat like that. But yeah, I've uh, I watched The Price is Right on an airplane one time. Hmm. I know you're shocked to he hear that. Stunned. Our <laughs> choice was Trading Places, which I had never seen before. So. Good movie. Trading good. Places you've never seen? No. Good oh movie. wow, that's a great movie. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Oh, excuse us. It's uh, it's a private flight. According to Patricia, that's what I said. Does yeah, NetJets yeah. have a? Well, uh, she, have she's a... asking. Okay, all right. <laughs> Excuse us. Is that? Uh, boy, I would feel really weird if I was flying private and I had a question like that. Like, hey, you know, I don't want to be a bother. <laughs> hey, hee haw. But is there a movie on this thing or? A... <laughs> what a hillbilly! Can you smoke on a private plane? Probably hey, not, right? Uh yes, actually, I think you, you can. can. I I would think so. Cigarettes or you're we... the only one. Look, if Taylor Swift wants to to smoke on her plane. I'm I'm willing to bet they can. She can't mess up the pipes though. The heck, She's got the heck. Well, I'm just saying. The heck with the FAA. Yeah. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> Apparent, apparently, you can, according to the FFA. If you own the plane, the FFA, the, the FAA. Future sorry. Of America? Future I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please I stop. Didn't, I didn't realize they had jurisdiction there. <laughs> oh my god. There. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Honestly, 
DQ, you're onto something yeah. here because the, the the airline experience would be a lot better if, if the, the FFA, FFA yeah, was in charge. Absolutely. That mean there'd be right. there'd be According no According to the FAA, <laughs> if you have the owner's permission or you own the jet, it is allowed. All right. Okay. Can you tamper with the smoke detector in the lavatory on a? <laughs> That's the other thing they tell you not to do in there. <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm not. I'm not joking around here. I wish the FFA was in charge of the airlines because it'd be a lot better. You know, you could sit around on your uh, hay bales waiting on the plane to show up. It'd be great. Uh, here's a text of the 870. I can honestly see the FFA class at Elkins right now sit, sitting around making up rules for flights. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. God, you have one slip up. <laughs> hey, yes, that's exactly how it works. Yo, having one slip up yep. and they never let you live it down. What's that like? I wouldn't have any idea how that goes. <laughs> Hackers text in uh, the entire merry yep. band of idiots. Hopes are dashed after learning to have a shot with Patricia. You must yep. have the capability to make an impromptu trip to Japan for Valentine's Day. Yeah. This is pretty woman type stuff. Yeah, can you imagine the guy, you know, uh, saving up his money to try and, you know, get her a, a bouquet of flowers at Walmart? <laughs> and then he hears the private jet yep. thing, and he just throws the flowers right in the yep, trash. absolutely. You know, well, so much for this. Heartbreaking <laughs> scene. Uh, Brandon and Paris would like to know if the FAA has any jurisdiction over the TSA. Okay, y'all have to leave DQ alone now. I actually thought she stumbled upon a good idea with this one, all right? I, I, let's not make fun of DQ, all right? We're not making fun of DQ. We're asking questions. <laughs> okay. I was Googling something for you. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, let's see here. Um, Dr. K, uh, what do you mean? I can't bring my support duck on the jet. <laughs> oh, well. Can you bring in a moat? Never mind. We don't no, need it. No. We can ask your father about this. I know this is a topic he's very passionate oh, about. Oh, he he loves he loves commercial air flight. He ref, he actually refuses <laughs> to fly commercial anymore. <laughs> now I told you he he was my father was the happiest he'd ever been, leaving XNA on Sunday. He was the my mom. He and my mom were the only people on a flight to Charlotte. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> there were two bags to be loaded onto this plane. And that plane was late getting out. <laughs> of course. He will never we love he will never to, he'll never fly commercial again. We love to fly and it shows. <laughs> Picture this. A cold winter's night and suddenly no heat. That's exactly what happened to us. But when we called Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric, they were right there. Their pros didn't just fix our heating. They brought back our home's warmth and comfort in no time. Even when our water heater started leaking, Pascal was the first name we thought of. Quick, professional, and so understanding. With Pascal's flexible payment options, we didn't have to worry about a big expense all at once. Now our home is comfortable and so is our budget. Schedule now at gopascal.com. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa in downtown Hot Springs, Arkansas is the perfect destination for your next getaway. Join them for a romantic Valentine's Day getaway with a special dinner or romance package. Or if you're coming to town for live racing, they've got room for you every weekend, including Martin Luther King Day weekend and President's Day weekend. Experience all the luxury and hospitality of a Grand Southern Hotel. The accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more details. That's ArlingtonHotel.com. Nice shirt. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> He's got his mosquito uh, squad shirt on yeah. with the mosquito upside down and dead. I love this. Yes. Now, Brett Now, <laughs> Brett uh, has a has an interesting point here, uh, but Shane and Alma has texted, and he says, Valentine's Day is a scam by big romance to sell flowers and candy that no one really needs. Mm. Yes, Brett, uh, Brett says hunting season starts tomorrow. Yes. Go on. So if you go to the bar tomorrow, you right. find somebody single looking for love or lust, but you don't have to buy them a car, flowers, nothing. Right. See? Right. You may have to buy them a meal, but that gets it started. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Got to get, get, get the ball rolling. Yeah. How about a drink? Yeah. 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 DQ, your thoughts. <laughs> Do not go to a bar tomorrow. DQ loves Valentine's There's going to be somebody at a bar. Yeah. That they're looking for love. Yeah. Love and yes. loneliness are only they're a couple <laughs> letters apart, man. Exactly. Right. In all the wrong places. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now is every you know, everybody at your house covered? I mean, you taking care of Valentine's We're covered? Day? I got everything today. All right, 
Nice there, work. There you go. Nice work. I had a kid. Yeah. Like a champ. <laughs> right. Like a man. I went, I went in there with all the other men that were in gra- We were all in line. So it was good, though. Did you make eye contact? Oh, yeah. Okay. You're like, hey, man. It was good. Respect. Yeah. Everybody knows what the deal is. Yeah. And, you know, if, but if you wait, again, here's the deal. If you wait tomorrow, because I did hear him talking, if you wait tomorrow, everything's half off. It's fair. Oh, well. What a. I feel like we got ripped off. That's there. where only the ugly cards. DQ, DQ, he's a 10, but he got all this Valentine stuff half off. It's just the <laughs> ugly stuff. It's the thought that counts. That's right. <laughs> yeah, DQ. The thought no, of saving money are, on a card. Yeah, no. DQ, that's a great point. I that- got my card yesterday, and I still wasn't great. I still wasn't very happy with the selection. Brett, Brett brings up a good point, DQ. Is it the thought that counts? <laughs> that's a great bowl question for tomorrow. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. A, that, that is a great question. That's a great bowl question. It is, but it's still like... Nice to prepare it's, a little bit. It's 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 nice if the thought counts if it meets a certain criteria, right? Okay, but an ugly card. Do you know what I mean? No, no. These are things I don't concern myself. <laughs> with. What if you draw a card? Oh, that's nice. Whoa. That's yeah. better. But it's a stick figure. Well, <laughs> well, maybe it like put some effort into it, but that would be better than like any any store bar- bought card. See? We can't all be Bob Ross. You know, stick figures are fine. That's exactly. Okay. Huh. It's perfect. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, Brett Good is here from the good team. Collier and Associates hanging out with us, talking Valentine's Day. Uh, today, according to Hacker, is Galentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Yeah. It's, it's where also you single... hang out with your... All the girls go out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, that? no. Because yeah. y'all get wound up. and, and... <laughs> My no. wife hadn't done that this year. She did last year. She did two did... parties. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was mad when she got home, right? It was fine. No, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She was mad. Yeah. You just didn't know about it. It's also Singles Awareness Day, so wow. think things are good. Uh, Brett, Super Bowl, you got a chance to watch the most. Now, I, I, I hesitate to ask this. The Super Bowl was the most watched television program of all time, right? right. Based on what? Viewers, the, right? The Nielsen well, ratings. The Nielsen ratings. Okay, so it like beat the MASH final and finale oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. The last like 15 Super Bowls, MASH had 106 million viewers mm. for the finale. Um, the Super Bowl had 123 million on television. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's how that is. I know you're wary of this uh, – um, um, you're wary of, you know, the internet streaming and, you know, fudge the numbers and yes. all that stuff. It, I, look, you can make a spreadsheet say whatever you want. Three billion views or whatever. Right. But didn't they have – they had more for actual on Paramount, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm curious when it's all said and done. They'll come up with, like, you, this final number. You mean it. when Paramount Plus actually worked on That's Super Bowl cool Sunday? Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, how is it possible um, that the players didn't know the overtime rules? That's bad. Bad coaching. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Um, you, you look at Kansas City and you see everybody on their team. You know, you got a defense alignment knowing that they're going to go for two. Uh, they understand the rules. They understand the philosophy of, of behind of what the team's going to do. Um, I think that's bad on the 49ers, and that starts at the top. How, how do you not know? How do you have no change? idea yeah, it's, what, it's what the really rules easy. are? It, yeah, and everything came about, I guess it was the Kansas City-Buffalo Bills game. Uh, a few years yep. back, that mm-hmm. ended in, uh, on, you know. Because we're bending the rules for the Chiefs. Well, no, it just ended up, that's the way the rules were written. It's like the catch, no catch. That's the way the rules were, and that's what mm-hmm. it was. So always got to get yeah, that jab that in at the Cowboy fans. But, but, but it's true, and they're like, this is the new rule. Um, the, fifth, the, the time actually meant nothing. You know, it, it, it was just there. If the Chiefs hadn't scored in time, if they were still within their possession, they would have went to mm-hmm. the, the second overtime. And that's typically made for when they go outdoors and they can switch sides of the field right. and things like that. But for them not to know, it's ridiculous. I knew it, and I didn't yeah. even pay that much attention to it. Yeah, we got a text a while ago thinking that the Chiefs were, like, up against the clock there. And, you know, the that overtime period was like the first quarter of a new game. They, I mean, they even said that, you know, at, at the coin toss. They're like, we're starting a new game. So, uh, you know, it, it was – if that clock had run out, they would have just gone to the other end of the field and put another 15 minutes up. It's not and, like the game would have ended. Or and wouldn't it have been really funny to watch the 49ers run on the field had that happened? Because you know they would have. <laughs> yes, there's they would two have. Thing, Brett, there's two things there. If they had scored a touchdown on their uh, possession in overtime, they would have run on the field and yep. the game wouldn't have been over. And, like you said, if the clock runs out, they're all celebrating. Right. Somebody hits like, the confetti cannon. Oh, yes. that would have been, oh, been, been a nightmare. My bad. <laughs> Oops. Sorry about that. That would have been a, just oh, – just, they just got to get all the camera people off yep. the field because they don't know. I mean, they're just trying to get the shot, and they think the game's over too. Oh, that would have been something. 
So, uh, well, so, 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 talk us through the game here. I mean, I mean, you've been through the experience, and it's, um, you know, when it's over, is it that that sense of, oh, thank God, this is over. Now let's go celebrate. Uh, it definitely is the let's go celebrate for one side. The you know the other side. Uh, fortunately, I don't. My wife even asked. She goes, "That's got to feel so bad um, to sit there and watch all the confetti to come down." But you know, for the Chiefs, you could see it wasn't really a sigh of relief. It was a, it was a sigh of joy, like that everything that they had put in all year long. Um, finally came true because everybody talked bad about them that they couldn't do this, they couldn't do that. Um, here's a fun fact that Green Bay is actually the only team that scored more than 24 points on that defense all year. Wow. Including the Super Bowl. And I didn't, I just found that out today. Um, so it, it just shows you, I mean, championship teams are still mm. built around the defense. And what they were able to do when, when the time came down to it in the second half, they put it in their playmaker's hand and he just went down the field as much as he wanted to and did whatever he wanted to do. So it was good. It's the most important position in football for sure. Uh, it might be the most important position in all of sports now because if you don't have one of those guys, you're not going anywhere. It's a big difference. I mean, you think about even the MVP, you know, Lamar Jackson, you, what happened in his playoff game? Cause, and now let's be honest, MVP voting is, is, before, done, is yeah. before the playoffs. Right. But when the time's on the line and, you know, everybody keeps going to Josh Allen on this, and, and quarterbacks, you can go down the list. Patrick Mahomes has performed. Mm-hmm. And, Every single time. And that's what we said last week. You know, how do you bet against him? And he's that guy now. I mean, he's, what, 28 years old? How many more can he get? Because he, he is now in that conversation that literally it's, can he t- catch Tom Brady in passing? All right, take us into the post-game party. Um, a, <laughs> it's got to be insane. Uh, do you bump into anybody and go, hey, I know you? Well, uh, with that party, with that crowd, I'm sure there's a lot of people there. We had Kid Rock at ours. Um, I haven't heard who performed at both of theirs. Uh, but I saw photos and videos and, and going to different clubs. I mean, the perfect spot. Go to Vegas. I mean, you got oh. all the talent in the world. Um, and then what would be fun is, you know, the city never sleeps out there, so you go gamble too. So <laughs> what, what a day. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, that, I mean, it really is a fun day. You have all day of sitting around doing nothing and just kind of getting ready, and then you win a game like that in overtime. And it's, it's How late did you stay up? I went back. I got back to the hotel room at 7.15 the next morning. Wow. And oh. we were supposed to leave at 8. <laughs> Did you? No, but it was me and a bunch of other guys. And that, like they ended up banging on my door at like eight o'clock. And I ended up going downstairs, having packed my bag and had a, a buddy, John Cooney, who's the fullback. We both had the same agent. And he gets on there and goes, man, he goes, I am so glad to see you. He's like, fixing. He goes, I was fixing to have to call for a private plane. Cause we had to get, you know, we knew there was a celebration in green mm-hmm. Bay too. Yeah. Um, so we ended up leaving, I, I don't know, like 10 or 11. We got guys walking on <laughs> bloody Mary's. It was a fun trip though. I mean, oh, know, yeah, obviously. that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I had no, I mean, just had no clues. Just you didn't want anything to end because it truly, you win that game. And, you know, two weeks later, it's not the same, you know, mm-hmm. you're going out. It's like just going to a birthday dinner, you know, type, yeah. type of situation. It's you're in the moment you've had that. And it's, it's everything's right now. Cause I mean, let's be honest, I mean, the viewership now, everybody's what, what's what to watch. Nobody's watching highlights right now. You know, they're getting yeah. ready for the com- they're getting ready for the combines and the drafts and everything else. It's move on. Yeah. You, know, it, the- you just never let it end. No. Is the trophy heavy? It is. It's 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 heavier than you think. Um, obviously, you know Gronk uh, hit the, hit the baseball with it, so it, it's very <laughs> fragile. Um, but it's it's different. But you know, having that trophy in your hand, you know, it's we passed it up and down the bus. It was a lot of fun. Do you have a picture of yourself I, with it? Uh, somewhere, I got to find it again. I got nervous when Andy Reid set it on that ledge on that podium. I'm like, oh no, you know, if someone starts jumping up and down. That thing's gonna it's coming down. Go, it's going, go yeah. down, yeah. and they and they're not make, they're not making a new one. So now, it'd be crazy. I heard yeah. somebody say that you know like they that when the, the the guy the Hall of Famer hands it to the coach, it's pristine, it's clean, and by the time three or four people get their hands on it, it's sticky, it's got all kinds of crap on it, and it's just it, but. That moment when you get it in your hands and you get, you get a photograph of yourself with mm-hmm. the, the Lombardi Trophy is just one of those moments that, uh, that that that's special. It is. And it's those guys come out, they have the white gloves and mm-hmm. everything else, and it is pristine. And by the time you get it, there's fingerprints everywhere, and everybody's kissed it. And I mean, it just <laughs> uh, is what it is. You're just enjoying uh, it. At one point, Tiff, and they may still, Tiffany made the uh, make. I think they still do. Yeah, I think they still do. Yeah, that's amazing. We're getting a question, uh, Brett, on the McClarty Hotline here about the block extra point. What happened there? Look low. I mean, that, that's one of those things that, you know, everything got to go right. And, and you got to give it to Kansas City, too. Um, you know, they played a complete game. They, they're, they're, they had two field goals over 50 yards made, Super Bowl record, you know, in, in the Super Bowl. And that first one he had, it was, a, it was a pretty high snap. And the holder got it down for Kansas City, and he made it. So, 
Um, but but that one was blocked. It's one of those ones that it's going to sit with him forever. But but he had a great year. You know, he he got a lot of grief over that. Um, but he he's a young guy. He'll he'll come. Yeah, back. special teams played a huge part in it. You talk about the uh, the the missed extra point, but Ray Ray McLeod fumbles the punt. Yep. I say I say he he didn't fumble the punt. The ball hit uh, one of the upbacks in the uh, in the leg. It was a great punt. The punter knew which leg to hit. Knew exactly yes. which leg to hit, and, and <laughs> McLeod made the smart play to try and try and pick it up, but uh, just just couldn't. But boy. I mean, you've done this. I mean, your eyes have to get this big oh, yeah. when the ball hits the ground, and it's like somehow, some way, you fall on it. You, you do, and that's one thing that we always talked about. You know, football compared to every other sport that plays with round balls, those balls bounce straight up and down. A football doesn't. You have no idea which it's going to bounce, and you're reacting on the fly. And, and when it did happen and he tried to grab it, I was like, what are you doing? And then saw the replay and, and realized that it was a muff punt. So it, kudos to, to Kansas City. How bad was your hangover at the parade? I, I mean, I don't even know if we were hurrying over. I think I was still. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we went to a BYOB place afterward. We shut down everything that, that closed in Dallas, and then we found, like, a couple spots that still stayed open. And it was just it was just a hangout. I mean, it just mm-hmm. you didn't want it to end. And then I have a lot of friends that that next year, that next spring, they were not real happy. We were in the lockout, so it was still like a party for me. Mm-hmm. I was single. Just won the Super Bowl and I had nothing else to do, so I always bugged him that for about well, I guess till July. So, what a life! <laughs> so, yeah, it was <laughs> fun. That had to be. I mean, that is Brett's spring right there. It was Super Bowl champ, and now I mean, and, and you guys did you guys have like the, uh, the the big dinner where they presented the rings? Yes, we had that. So we we actually got called up. Ours was a little bit different because we were still in the lockout. Um, so we flew in, did that in Green Bay, and then I flew out the next day. Uh, we weren't allowed. We were barely mm-hmm. allowed to talk to the coaches. They couldn't. There was all these rules. They couldn't talk about off-season workouts or anything like that. There was, wow. yeah, it was a bunch of going back and forth. Um, but we didn't end up going to the White House until a preseason game. I believe we were going to play the Browns. Uh, but we went. To the What's White that House. like? We went to the White House in. Uh, so uh, President Obama at the time uh, did, still doesn't doesn't like the Packers. He's a huge Bears, He's fan. Bears fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah oh, that right. had to kill him. Yeah. So we had a lot of waiting. <laughs> There's a lot of we. At one, point, you wait? Yeah, at one point, we were like, "Hey, can we get some?" We we really did have to ask. We asked if we could get some water. Like there was there was nothing out. Like we had and like the rookies that were there, they were out in the crowd, and it was hot that day, and they they just had to sit there. And we had a preseason game the next day, um, so we we finally got some water. But it was fun. It was awesome getting to see inside the White House. Uh, didn't get to see the Oval Office, but got to go around a lot. The of places. made the Packers wait. Awesome. Oh yeah, I'm a middle finger to the mm-hmm. Packers, wasn't? He didn't like them. Still wow. doesn't. Still doesn't. Wow. Uh, Okay. Was, yeah, that was the whole deal. Even with Charles Woodson, when we did it, um, he said if the Bears won, he was going to the Super Bowl, but not at the Packers. And that's what Charles was like. Well, we'll just go see him. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Talking with uh, Brett Good from the uh, Good Team and Collier and Associates, and um, I, I, I mean, I've been in the White House. I haven't met the president or anything, but that I mean, that's got to be like one of the again. That, I mean, the things that come along with with winning the Super Bowl. I mean, what's the coolest thing you did? Maybe not involving the white. I mean, that, that you got to do after uh, after the Super Bowl. Well, that one was fun too. Because like, so I have a picture that's out, like I'm I'm right behind the president. So like being that close, it's it's really neat that you know you got to experience that. I know we had this chew in tobacco, and you know going in, they're like, is this legal? And they're like, not for anybody else except teams. Cause, like all these sports guys come in there. <laughs> uh, but it, it was everything. It, the, everything you know, got to go to schools, boys clubs, and got to do everything like that, and just realistically, just it just enjoyed it. Enjoyed try to enjoy every moment, and I think that's why I was. I was very fortunate that we had the lockout, so I got to enjoy it all the way through summer. And then August hits. You know, and then oh, August hits. Man. And, and then it still, yeah, still worked out. We, and then we went 15-1 and one that next year. Huh. Should have went back. but Hello. Was, yeah. It was very, good. Very quiet flex right yeah, there. Yeah, we turned around and went 15-1. That's what yeah, it's fun. We, we lost to the Giants in the playoffs, so it wasn't. Uh, well, Eli has that. Uh, yeah. he, he, he has that thing going on. It's special. Both all times right. that he beat in the Super Bowl was when he beat the Packers to get there. Really? Yeah. So he beat Brady twice and beat. He beat, he beat Brett Favre. Favre and then Rodgers. Wow. He be, yeah. He's up for uh, he's up for the Hall of Fame this year, isn't he? I think so. He, he's got to get in. I know. I, no, he he was it this year. I, I, I he's been out at least five. I think he's. I think yeah. next year he next is. Year. Is it next year? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I know yeah. Julius got in. It was kind of neat seeing those guys that mm-hmm. got in. Well, it's starting uh, to make you feel old. It, it does because a lot of the guys that got in. I mean, the, Patrick Willis. All these guys I played against and played with. Uh, you know, Julius Peppers were the the biggest guy like I've ever seen. Like just most athlete most athletic guy I've ever seen that things that he could do. I remember a Thursday night football game. He picked off a, a pass against Minnesota and it was like, it was so easy. He just, they played basketball the, for Dean yeah. or was Dean Smith. Yeah. He would have played basketball for either Guthridge or Smith. He was on a team that went to the final four. Yeah. He was a heck of an athlete. He was. 
You're listening to the Ruskin and Zach podcast brought to you by United Roofing and Waterproofing. Here to help with all your residential and commercial roofing needs. Call Joey and his team at 479-312-7369 or check them out online at unitedrw.com. Join the local conversation on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, 866-285-4005. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. Welcome to McClarty Daniel Country. With six giant locations and over 3,000 vehicles, Northwest Arkansas is McClarty Daniel Country. Stop by one of our showrooms today to shop our full lineup of cars, trucks, and SUVs. McClarty Daniel is proud to be your premier automotive destination. Need service? We work on all makes and models six days a week. Plus, our full-service collision center can repair anything from a minor ding to a major collision. Have you visited McClarty Daniel Country? Visit us online at McClartyDaniel.com. Well, As uh, you probably know by now, uh, baseball season is uh, quickly approaching. Friday is opening day at Ballmarker Stadium. We thought it would be a good time to catch up with uh, James Teague, former Razorback pitcher. And uh, you, of course, hear uh, the Teague Law Firm ads here. He's a part of that as well. Uh, You can hear them here on ESPN Arkansas. And uh, we thought we'd catch up with uh, James. It's good to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be on the show. James, I've got a question for you, and it's a question I've wanted to ask you for several years. And you, you you hear your spots with Phil, and at the end of it, he says, if they if you can't do something, they'll talk baseball. What if somebody came in and wanted to talk like squash, cricket? Could you do that? <laughs> you know, I, I'd probably say we can talk, but you're going to be on the clock at our hourly <laughs> rate, so it's going to be up to you. <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a great answer. That, that is Just a- out of curiosity, in case I wanted to talk wrestling, what's the yeah. uh, what's what's the meter run at? <laughs> Yeah, it's probably a 2X rate. I don't think we want to go on that. I don't, I don't know anything about wrestling, though, so it might be a short conversation. It may work out. <laughs> may work Perfect. out. But. Hey, uh, James, I was looking at some stuff here, and it's uh, 10 years ago you made your uh, Razorback debut uh, against South Alabama uh, coming up uh, this month. Do you remember anything about the first time you uh, ran on that field in an actual game for the Razorbacks? Yeah, it's, it's, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. She, we were saying, oh, it's wild. It's been 10 years. It makes you feel like a true has-been, you know, <laughs> been that long ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I think the thing that's hard to replicate is just controlling the nerves when you're a young guy and you're coming in and you're excited. Because, I mean, especially as a pitcher, when you're hitting, hitting you're just swinging. But as a pitcher, you really need to have feel. You need to have composure and control. And when you're overly amped, you really don't know, is this, is this ball going to the catcher or is it going to the backstop? I mean, you really don't know when you get too amped, especially if you don't have a lot of experience in those situations. So as a young guy, you just got to control the nerves and just hope the muscle memory takes over and just compete and hope it works out. It's really the best you can do. Okay, so you're running in from the pen. Dave gives you yeah. the ball. What does he say at that moment? Like, don't hit the backstop, you know, hit the glove? <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, it's very stern. He's like, you know, all right, here you go. And then he kind of t- did a slow walk off. There's not a lot of encouragement or a lot of uh, hand-holding. It was like, all right, you want to play with the big boys? Here you go. Take the ball. See you in the dugout. <laughs> so. so nothing to kind of, you know, you, you, I've heard of, uh, you know, in, in you know, tense situations or nervous situations, someone can, you know, uh, you know, break things up with a joke or something. None of that with uh, Davis. Here you go. And that's it. So, so Jordan was pretty stern uh, most of the time, but he was actually surprisingly uh, not as stern on the mound visits, even when things were going bad. I think it was kind of the approach, like, you know, don't kick a dog while he's down kind of deal. You know, he could yeah. come out and just there and say, you know, what, what the heck are you doing? Throw a strike. I mean, obviously the pitcher knows he's not doing well. He doesn't need it repeated. But I think Jordan more or less would come out there, all right, settle down. Here's the plan. Let's get him here. Let's execute. I'll see him there. You know, kind of more straight to the point. Uh, but I think that's what most guys need. They don't need a kick. They also don't need a handholding. They need a, hey, here's a plan of action. Let's execute. See you in there kind of deal. He oh, he strikes me as somebody that's, you know, kind of straight to the point. There isn't a whole lot of um, rah-rah to his game. But now, like, it's Tuesday. Game's on Friday. The la- I, Obviously, you've got your workouts. But, I mean, it's, at what point do the nerves start to sort of set in, especially for the guys who haven't done this before? Oh, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I think that's where the guys kind of separate themselves, you know, the returners, they've kind of experienced it. The transfers and with the, with the portal. Now there's guys who have experienced it at some level, but likely at a smaller college, 
And then you have the freshmen who just have no idea at all. So you've got varying degrees of experience and nerves just depending on kind of where guys have been. And each guy kind of has to figure out, you know, how they're going to overcome whatever stage of life they're in or whatever, you know, year they are at school to kind of overcome those nerves and perform. Because at the end of the day, if you don't perform, you're riding the bench and it's the next guy up. We're talking with James Teague here, uh, Teague Law Firm, former Razorback pitcher here on Ruskin and Zach. Uh, your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky. And, uh, you know, that's a, another thing, too. In, in, the game, in the series like, uh, you know, this one coming up here with, with James Madison, you figure it's a bit of an audition for some of those games, you know, next weekend in Arlington when you've got Oklahoma State on there, Oregon State, Michigan. Uh, this is a uh, this is a weekend where you can uh, you can hang around and maybe be used the next weekend, or you could uh, you know be a spectator, I guess, in that second weekend series down in Arlington. Is that right? Yeah, I think sometimes it's overplayed a little bit because there will be injuries. Guys will you know go out, maybe one guy gets arrested, or some guy you know breaks his leg, or you know like there's so many things that happen over the course of a season to where. Um, you know, not playing first weekend, second weekend, or even having a slow start. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it's really, I think, in the grand scheme of things, you got to look at it in context of, okay, I didn't play this weekend. What do I need to do to play? Or I had a bad weekend. What do I need to do to have a better weekend? Not so much, you know, getting ahead of yourself. Oh, I had a bad start. I can't compete. I can't do this. You know, you can't let it spiral like that, especially this early. James, we've talked. To, I've talked to Ronnie Brewer about this. I've talked to Brett Good about this. What is the most realistic baseball movie from a baseball player's perspective? Because I, you know, some of the football movies where guys are, you know, doing flips. No, nobody does that. Well, I can tell you, it's not the rookie because I am not going out there and throwing ninety-eight miles an hour <laughs> after a decade out of playing. So it's not that one. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it on top of my All head. All right, let, let me let me pose it another of, way. What were the minor leagues like Bull Durham? Yes. Yes! Or worse. I yes! think it's wow. worse. Yeah. <laughs> worse. Wow. Yes. Yeah, but you, uh, anybody ever get a rain out, you know, just break in and fire the sprinklers up or anything like that? Uh, there's there's probably too many stories, most of which probably can't be told on air. But there's there's plenty <laughs> of right. minor league shenanigans that go on. I can promise you. Anybody yeah. sacrificing a chicken because they're they're over twenty two? No, but um, there there is a long story if you ever want to hear it. I think part of our terrible season in twenty sixteen was relayed to to some of that. You know, we we tried to do some things to turn it around, and it did not work. It may have actually backfired. So. You got to be careful with those things. Sometimes they do backfire on you. Those superstitions. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> no one ever thinks about that. Yeah. They just think it's a quick fix and it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's bound to work. But uh, there can be consequences too, I guess. Hey, yeah. um, you know we're in this uh, crazy era of college athletics. You mentioned the portal, NIL, and all this stuff. I mean, from from your perspective now, um, do you see? Um, guys who are making decisions with the best information in mind, or do you see an an opportunity out there for some players to maybe be taken advantage of, given bad information by some of the, you know, quote-unquote uh, grown-ups in the room, I guess you could say, in, in some of these deals that, that guys are making? What's your perspective on kind of where things are right now? Yeah, I mean, I don't love it personally because I think you've kind of, taken away a lot like for instance our program has been building a powerhouse of facilities and recruiting for you know decades now and then you can have someone come in and say man i really love the program but i can get fifty thousand over here with nil deal i'm just going to take that because i'm a high school kid who grew up with no money and fifty thousand sounds like 500 million and then you kind of cheapen the recruiting process i think in a way but then also i think coaches are are kind of dependent on catering to people. You know, it may, it creates somewhat of a prima donna mindset of you need to play me because I came here and I can transfer and I don't necessarily have to wait. You know, I think there's pros and cons to both sides because, you know, the players obviously are now getting paid and they're getting, you know, represented for their likeness, but it definitely creates a new dynamic that I think has some negatives as well. As a player who worked his way through the system, both in college and uh, in pro baseball, 
do you get as as a former player? Do you, you look at some of these players and go, "Man, you need to stick this out rather than jump ship and try a new situation"? Because I, I I get the feeling that a lot of players can't see maybe eighteen months down the road. It's what's immediate, what's now, what's best for me in this moment, not what's best for me long term. Yeah, I've always kind of taken the approach that if you're not playing, it's not because the coach doesn't like you; it's because you're not good enough. Um, I hear you know you hear it a lot of oh he didn't like me or he 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 favorited this player or that player. I just don't think that happens a lot because coaches they have to win or they lose their job. They're playing the best players, so I think a lot of the mentality around well they didn't appreciate me or play me enough. I think it's kind of weak. If you're the best guy, you're going to play if you can produce. Now, maybe you don't get as many opportunities to showcase your talents and other guys got more. You know, there may be some validity to that argument, but ultimately, um, you know, it may sound corny, but even from a character standpoint, I think the guy who sticks it out and who proves himself is going to, is going to do better than the guy who bounces around and hopes to be given a starting position because he himself believes he's good enough. That'd be my take on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a it's an interesting time. It's there's fewer and fewer people who are you know who are willing to stick it out, like you say. It's more instant gratification. Where can I get on the field and get a lot of eyeballs uh, on me? And uh, you know, there's it, it's you know Nick Saban always talked about trusting the process, and there's it feels like there's less people trusting whatever the process is in uh, in college athletics now than there was uh, you know only a short while ago. Yeah, I would agree 100. percent And and the the process is different timelines for different people. You know, so it takes some. You know, for me personally, it took me a long time. Um, I got worse before I got better, and then I got worse again, and then I got better. And so there's a lot of ebbs and flows. And uh, it, it's not like I made it. I'm a finished product, and I'm going to go out there and perform every day. That's just not really reality for most guys. And and Dave's got a a track record of developing guys. You know, guys who come in, they have a little bit of success, like you said, regress for a second, and then then go on and have have you know good baseball careers. Dave's got a history there, and I I get the feeling, or I get the sense that that most of the young athletes today don't see that process. They want instant gratification today. Exactly, and most of those guys are you know if they're coming from high school, they're the best guy yeah. in their their town, their county, whatever, and and they they want to be, they want to continue to be the best guy. Or they're, you know, now in the portal, they're a transfer player who, frankly, has, you know, maybe has a chip on their shoulder. I should have played all year and I didn't. Now I'm going to, if I'm going to come to this school, well, I better be playing now kind of deal. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all these players have to develop. I mean, a lot of these guys are still growing. They're still figuring out, you know, their mechanics. They're still figuring out their swing, this thing, the other. And you get tired. You get injured. You have personal problems. You know, there's a million variables. And I think developing as a player, it's not overnight. It takes a lot of time. And, Sometimes you got to not play for a while to, to really figure out what you need to do better to get back on the field. Now we're talking with James Teague, uh, the Teague Law Firm. Uh, you, your drive home is powered by Mr. Sparky here on Ruskin and Zach. Well, let's talk about that and, and uh, what you're doing now, and just uh, you know what's going on at the at the Teague Law Firm right now. Yeah, so I uh, I went from arguing with guys in the bullpen to arguing in the courtroom. I know we make kind of some. <laughs> comparisons to the but we, I was actually in pro ball and we were I was injured and I was just a, kind of a menace I guess in the bullpen we were always arguing about just things that don't matter they're like you ought to just go to law school and I was like you know what? I think I might <laughs> and here we are but uh you know it's, it's going good we, we're you know it's a, a Teague law firm we're, we're about 67 70 percent domestic family law divorce, custody, child support, those things. And, you know, I really enjoy it because you start from a position of kind of a crisis. You know, we have problems. What can I do? And we say, okay, here's a plan of action. Let's execute similar to in a, you know, sports environment. Okay, here's how we're going to prepare. Here's how we're going to execute. And here we go. You know, let's take, let's get it taken care of. So there, there is a lot of crossover, but, you know, I really enjoy it and it's going well. Dumbest argument you've ever had. Was it in the courtroom, the bullpen, or at home? Uh, we went on in the bullpen for about six weeks on the moon landing. Is it a conspiracy or not? That has to be the dumbest one. Uh, what was the conclusion? We had a no. We had to present like in the bullpen, like, "Hey, sixth inning is my time to present conspiracy or not." And uh, so, are you, you lunar imagine, land, are, are are you lunar landing positive then? I I am positive based okay. on my. Um, 
hopeful belief in our uh, government officials, is how I would put it. Um, okay. There were some compelling arguments made by uh, some less intelligent people, but I'm ultimately I'm pro, I'm pro moon landing. Yeah. All right, well, moon landing positive. That seems to be always the case. Uh, Six like, uh, weeks. <laughs> were things that bad? Oh, it was. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to realize when you're in the pro ball bullpen and you hit about the halfway point of the season, you're just praying for something to, to keep you going. So uh, moon landing, it was, it was a good change of pace for us to, to finish the season out. Well, uh, that's a, that's a terrific story, uh, James. We appreciate your time with us here on uh, Ruskin and Zach. Continued success to you there at the uh, Teague Law Firm, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again uh, soon. All right, thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Look forward to. I'm glad we did it. All right, thank you. That's uh, James Teague, former Razorback pitcher turned uh, and and lunar landing positive, and he believes the moon landing happens, uh, as most um, you know reasonable people I think do. You know my theory on how that all started, by the way. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So um, I've mentioned this before, so I'll 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 put the fine in the bucket when I'm there tomorrow. Okay. But okay, when you're watching this on TV in 1969, they don't have video. Um, they're all they all you can hear is the NASA radio chatter. So what CBS did is, uh, and most people watch Cronkite on CBS. What they did was they built like a fake set, and they showed what could probably be happening right now. And every now and then they put on this bottom of the screen CBS simulation. So, I mean, they built a set to do all this because that's they had to show something on TV because now we've got all this film edited from... But in the live moment, they had nothing to put on TV, just the sound. So that's why I think this all started with the moon landing way back when or whatever because people were actually watching a fake Derek, we're not even halfway through the year, and we're already going to lunar landing. I mean, I know, right? James yeah. said, you know, halfway through the season is when when you get there. I like that they presented in the sixth inning. Well, Had, I mean, what are we supposed to do? The basketball team's barely five hundred, and football's lousy. I mean, we we are we're out of bullets here. I mean, that's true. All right, so the four o'clock hour from now on will be presenting for lunar the present, landing. The you. presentation right. hour. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll do that. <laughs> wow, man. I wonder what that bullpen was like when they started talking about the Kennedy assassination. I wonder what it was like when they were winning. <laughs> That's right. Wow. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> That's something. Yeah. All right. Um, we, uh, you can join us on the McClarty Daniel hotline at 866 Ooh, that's how you can uh, join. That's right. Thank you. Thank yes. you, Chuck. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yes. Very good. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So good stuff there with uh, James Teague. I really enjoyed that uh, chat. Hey, I you think, can, uh, he'll talk cricket. People. He'll talk wrestling. Racquetball. Yeah. But you're on the meter. You The meter's running. The meter's right. running. I've always said that. I'm that's like, football, right. baseball, he'll sit there and talk with you. But anything else, that's right. you're on the meter. Right. Right. It is true, though. Like, okay, like these scrimmages are like fun and all. But it's different when there's when there's more people in the park than at these free scrimmages, and it counts. Yeah, it's different when it's, it's a live game and Dave's yep. standing there in full unity. Now, what number is he wearing this year? Uh, I'm not sure. He wears that um, windbreaker thing, so he doesn't really wear a jersey. Baseball managers anymore. wearing uniforms is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know what? He should be. He should go full Connie Mack and wear a suit. You That's think? what I'd like. To, I'd like to see okay. that some some coach over there needs to wear a suit for crying out loud. I mean, neighbors isn't going to. Musselman no. isn't going to. No. Sam isn't going to. No. I mean, Dave could do it. Put a suit on, like Connie Mack. Yeah, but you got to wear the latest. Uh, you got to wear the latest garb. Yeah, well, you got to wear you get all that free clothing, man. You got to wear it. You got to wear the free stuff they give you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I mean, I guess this is the best compromise. The baseball pants with the windbreaker. Right. It's not a full uniform. No, it's a Tito Francona thing. He's the one right. that started all of that. That's right. Yeah. Way yeah. back in like oh three oh four. Do managers and coaches wear spikes? No, not anymore. Something like Lasorda did, which I thought was goofy. But uh, <laughs> no, like now they're you know they got the, the they get the, they're in the Nikes now. The Adidas. Okay. Okay. You know, nobody's out there in Pumas that I know of, <laughs> but I'd really like to see that. Like the Run DMC Adidas. That'd be cool. Yeah. 
I just want to see a, a coach wear cleats. I mean that Lasorda did for years. <laughs> I know. He wore Earl Weaver did. Like I think maybe they stopped that in the nineties. I don't know if Larusa ever did. Yeah. Doesn't really seem like his kind of thing. Is it sad that as I was um um coming of age, my biggest memories of Tony of uh of uh Tommy Lasorda anyway, you're talking about Larusa. But uh Tommy Lasorda my biggest memories are the uh, Slim Fast commercials, and not so much the baseball yeah. games. Isn't that sad? Uh, my my memories are, are are of him as the baseball wizard on the baseball bunch. That's right, the baseball bunch. Yeah. Yes, uh, those were my <laughs> my first memories. This, of this Tommy man won two World Series. Yeah, he did. And I remember him as the baseball wizard, and you remember him as a Slim Fast guy. The Slim Fast guy yeah. showing a giant pair of pants that he used to wear, holding right. them up. You know what I mean? That and uh, Dave Kingman's <laughs> performance. <laughs> Wow, the the uh, the stuff that uh, sticks in there is um, yeah the, the the stuff that you're able to actually retain versus what you should retain is a very wild argument. I know it it's um it's it's weird. I mean, there are people the, that only know Joe DiMaggio as the Sanka guy. Yes, you know he's he was uh, the pitch man for Sanka Coffee for years and years and years. It's Joe right. DiMaggio, yes, one of the greatest to ever. The do. Yankee Clipper, the Yankee Clipper, married to Marilyn. That's right. But you know he's the Sanka guy. The Sanka coffee guy. <laughs> well, uh, ultimately, we're all dumb, and that's just uh, that's the way some of this stuff uh, happens, I guess. I don't know. Oh, is that all what right. we're doing? The school system didn't fail you? You're just dumb. Well, I mean, the, the, that's we don't want to go down this road. We <laughs> there's a there's a lot of miles I'm, to be. I'm just saying, there. the school system didn't fail you. You're just stupid. <laughs> Guys are dumb. They're all dumb. Yeah. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.